are beginning transmission 127, ringside, file under sports ball. This week's episode of the Funny Books and Firewater Podcast. Ignore. ドリンクドリンクドリンクドリンクドリンクドリンクドリンクドリンクドリンクドリンクドリンクドリンクドリンクドリンクドリンクドリンクドリンクドリンクドリンクドリンクドリンクドリンクドリンクドリンクドリン
I'm just saying the computer naturally assumed that it was that way. It's wrong. So I don't know. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I don't know. I'm just saying if if it feels weird to say Mara. Mara sounds like a name I've actually heard. You know? Mara sounds so weird. Is, but this is why me. I was confused then, because last episode we promoted for October. That's why I, you know I'm glad I asked because I was like, oh we're doing witch doctors. And I'm like, no, we're doing ringside. I'm like we just talked yeah. about the Halloween. What? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, because we haven't. We we did this out of order. So the because here's the thing: is Maya is a wrestling guy, so we're, we're recording this out oh, of order. This... It'll air in order, but we recorded and, it out uh, of order. I got stuff to talk about later because this was a huge week for pro wrestling. Some wrestling. Okay, okay. Well, then we'll get right into yeah. it. Um, I don't know how much of that inside baseball discussion of us recording out of order i left in there but whatever we've been, <laughs> I've, it's a it's a it's the first time i've recorded this show out of order uh and i'm sure i've royally confused fucking everyone apparently so um, back to the inside baseball when we talked about mara yeah. when we recorded did you properly enumerate that episode yeah no it'll be the right it'll it's it's it'll be it'll be the right in order and it'll be it will be uh the last book i hear you but did you call like 128 yeah when, when you when you when you intro did, the yes. episode did you use the right number i didn't use it at all i forgot what it <laughs> yeah, was so like, like, oh, we're up to uh, episode number mara that could be actually a drinking game is every time i forget which number of episode we're on uh take a drink that that definitely could be another drinking game because i forget you know we have all these drinking games like we don't like these people I know, I know, and William sent me more that we need to record oh, as well. Oh, Add, yeah, he sent me two more. I sent you guys the email. All right, but uh, our, our dear friend William sent us more drinking game rules. We'll add Hi, those. In. William. Hi, Hi, William. Hi, William. Okay, well, we'll get into intros. We'll get on our way since Maya has important things to talk about in the world of wrestling. And in case you haven't guessed, this book being titled Ringside is about the wrestling. So, uh, that's... although, did you like that I cleverly gave you guys a crime book disguised as a wrestling book? Yeah, but I mean. <laughs> Next week's book is sort of a superhero book disguised as a volleyball book. Nice. Yeah, so, you know, it's that's what happened. And actually, my recommendation for this week actually is sort of a a, a goofy sort of comedy with an actual sort of interesting storyline behind it. So, you know, it's a, it's a whole other thing. But getting into it, so uh, Mr. Maya is our wrestling expert, so we'll introduce him right now. How are you, Mr. Maya? I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm good. Are you more of an expert than Adam? Am I, am I going to insult Adam by calling you the expert? No, no, not at all. No. Okay. I just want to make sure. I want to me back in wrestling. Oh, okay. I've been the uh, the pill pusher for many many a people in our little friend circle for wrestling. Is there a uh, is there any wrestling events on Sunday? Uh, this Sunday, no. Yeah. No. Okay. There's nothing interesting going on on the Sunday. Just you in your hotel room. No, I'm not going to hotel let, room for this one. Well, the, the week this comes out, there might be. I don't know. Well, I, I get that. I'm just saying I'll be in town in a few days, and oh. so I would come and sit down and watch wrestling with Maya, and he we can show me. Yeah, you can just that. come over. We can just watch wrestling. I can, I can show you that thing I'm going to talk about later. It's a thing I texted you about before. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I actually saw, because um, I follow him on Instagram, the actor, not the other person. I don't want to spoil it. But I follow him, and he had uh, aftermath photos. Yeah, he, uh, well, we'll talk about it coming up. We'll right. talk about it. Anyway. Okay. Well, so, Mr. Wrestling Expert himself, Mr. Maya. Hey, uh, I'm Mr. Maya. You uh, heard me plug my shit earlier, but just in case you didn't, uh, follow me on Twitter at Mr. Maya or Instagram at the Mr. Maya, and talk to me about comics or wrestling or life or whatever. 
Oh, uh, I like talking to people. Or you can watch him plug his shit on fansonly.com. <laughs> uh, fansonly.com forward slash funny books and jizz water. Jizz water. Yeah. And uh, we all should have our own names on there. Don't forget to slide into my DMs, y'all. Ooh, wow. sexy. Uh, always the sexy talk and always deep, deep, deep within your DMs. We have Mr. Adam. Always all, in the DMs. All, all up in that DM. All up in that DM. <laughs> the DMs and the DP. Yeah. Um, Hey, what's up? This is Adam. I do stuff with uh, Big Shiny Robot. Sometimes. Hi, Big Shiny Robot. <laughs> Hi, Cassidy. Um, also, some stuff with uh, Andy Wilson with the Board as Hell podcast. Hi, Andy. Hi, Andy. Uh, and of course, over at Cinema Queens with our good friend Chris. Hi, Hi Chris. Chris. And we just did our thousandth download, so I'm kind of proud of that. Yeah, it was kind of cool. We were doing it for almost uh, next episode. Watch when this comes out, it'll probably be uh, six months. So, cool. Nice. Nice. I haven't missed Monday yet. So, uh, yeah, doing all that stuff, and then also curating our Grinder, Scruff, and Types with Z account. Cool. But not our fans-only account. No. no. You're in charge of that one. <laughs> You've got... uh, on there, I'm known as the Bottle Rocket. <laughs> <laughs> Pew! <laughs> <laughs> the Bottle Rocket himself, Mr. Todd. Pew, 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 pew! <laughs> Only truth, people. It's okay, only I'm, truth. I'm known as the sparkler. <laughs> Wait, is it is it fan spell normal? Because I went to fansonly.com and it took me to CBS Sports. I don't think that's right. Or is it like fans? Oh, it's only fans, maybe. Uh, only fans. Okay, go on, Todd. Hey, I'm Todd. You can find me here in Salt Lake City hanging around with Mr. Maya and the DM himself. So... Who's my little bottle rocket? <laughs> that's me! Pew, pew, so pew, pew, I also... <laughs> That is brilliant. We're having I way too much love it. <laughs> I also have a uh, podcast that my parents can listen to called English Class Hooligans. I do with my better half, Amy. Hi, Amy. Hi, Amy. <laughs> and sorry for this one episode, dear. <laughs> Does Amy listen so, to the show, though? Oh, heavens no. What, oh, yeah. what, book, what book can people expect this month? We're doing Cat's Cradle by Kurt Vonnegut. True. We're probably gonna record it this weekend, and I'll hopefully get it out of right. Okay. So here's the funny thing about that show. My mom, like, if that, mm-hmm. when, that sh- when those shows come out, my mom is the driving force behind it. She is like our biggest fan, and she's harassing me when there aren't new episodes. Like, because I've I've been bad about it's getting them I out on time. My mom's like, I haven't seen a new episode yet. I've been checking every day, and I'm like, okay, mom, I'll, I'll put down a new episode. Go on RSS feed. It'll tell you when it's there. I know, but she, it's just funny. Like, but what she, channel is it on? What channel is it on? What station? What, what station? channel is the station? What station? What time? Do I need to set the VCR? Yes, the VCR. Uh, Just get your Betamax player going, and we'll get your um, eight track ready. You to know, go. the only person I've ever known who actually owned a uh, Betamax was Q. Q's family is the only people I've ever known who actually had a Betamax. It's weird. Q, 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 Q. <laughs> yes, he would appreciate that. He would actually. Uh, he would like that one. Cool. Yeah, um, I think that's it for my intro. And right now we're drinking a fine whiskey that we're all enjoying. Here. Yes. So if you want to talk to me about booze, if you ever see me, I'm all about that. I like whiskey and tequila. He's all about you like tequila. I do happen? like tequila. Some, some people cool. are all about the Benjamins. You know, it used it used to be rum, and I think I've rum. left. Rum, I've replaced rum. rum with tequila. I love tequila. The thing about rum is, like, unless you're on a beach on vacation, I don't know if I'm really totally down with rum. I, and I think rum is also one of those, like, beginner alcohols. You know what I mean? Because, like, I was into rum early on as well. And I think eventually, like, 
you you move away from that sweetness and get into more savory flavors. Absolutely, it's too sweet. I um had a mixed drink the other day. I had some blue curacao I was using, mm-hmm. and it's like liquid Smarties. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh. hey, my, <clears throat> remember that rum drink I made you? No, <clears throat> no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> it was that impressive. Huh? Was a, you're the one who named it. Yeah, I am. Yeah, slip and slide. So yeah, uh, the Martin used to do a slip and slosh party every yeah. year. Yeah, till we got old. Over, yeah, till we got old. Till we old. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and then every single year, whoever got like annihilated the first or like didn't know where they were because they were so drunk, got the golden rattle award. Unless you were tr- trying to actively, yeah, you win. couldn't actually. You had to just happen organically. So that was like uh, the first time I ever met cat actually, and so I just like my signature drink was uh, I think I should have done it on the podcast too. It's uh, Malibu rum vodka, lime juice, and catch cooler. Mm-hmm. And it tastes like just lovely happiness. happiness. Yeah. So I kept on making it for Maya. It's funny. I was like, dude, like I'm tired of doing this. You go make them. So about an hour later, we're like, where the fuck is Maya? And we go out front, and what was Maya? <laughs> I wasn't passed out, but I was close. <laughs> Under a bush. And then Eddie's drunk ass goes over to try to help him up, and then Eddie falls down. Oh, so nice. It was, yeah, it was fun. So you have Eddie and Maya romping in the grass. Somewhere, if you go back to my Twitter feed, twitter.com slash Mr. Maya, however many years ago that was, I was almost blackout drunk tweeting, but I wasn't quite blackout drunk, because I remember (laughs) it. The drunkest lupus. The The drunkest lupus. lupus. Did I just text Todd when I'm drunk? Like, the last time I was really drunk, I was texting Todd, and I was lying on the floor underneath my cat's, like, little toy and just swatting oh, at it like i'm just like <laughs> that was a good times so i also have um a dear friend named sheena who listens to the show Hi, Hi, sheena. Sheena. whenever she's out with friends and drinking too much and her husband isn't available i am a very safe person to be texting while drunk so i get a lot of drunk texts from sheena it's good times i always enjoy it well, and I remember you drunk texting me from Seattle once. I think you started the tradition because you were drunk texting me. Oh, that me was too. pretty amazing. I was a little too drunk, and I was doing the underground Seattle tour. Which is really fun, by the way. I highly recommend it. Was it was good times. I still remember that. It was great times. But, yeah, I was a bit drunk and texting you. You know, it's a lot of fun. I really recommend. If you're drunk, like, what do you do while you're drunk? You start texting people. <laughs> yeah, nothing and bad can come of that. Text your boss, ever. ex-girlfriends. You know, it's fine. Why not? Apparently, I thought I was Rogers and Hammerstein the last time I was drunk at an airport. <laughs> well, I mean, we've all heard my weed story where I think everything turns into a musical. I've been so sure. disappointed ever since. But... Well, you, you surround yourself with people in musicals. So for you, it might be true. It's very true. I am surrounded by people singing constantly. I, right. I have a, uh, I, I added to this. I have a playlist on my Spotify account that's random songs I've started singing at work. Um, mm-hmm. And it is like a really random assortment. And today I added, uh, if you're going to San Francisco, be sure to put some flowers in your hair. And the theme song to the Jeffersons were the two things I added at work today. So that's... Well, you also need to add, just yes. to make it well-rounded, uh-huh. Closer by I our dear friend. I haven't done that one, though. That one would be a good one. Just start singing Closer. Yeah, normally, that'd like, be great. A lot of times they somehow have a reference to, like, what's going on in my day. You know sure. what I mean? Like... I, you know, I haven't had a, a, a term, you know, a reason at work to say I'm going to fuck you like an animal. Like, that just hasn't come up yet. But well, you, know, you can say help me. But maybe if we get into OnlyFans.com, you know, maybe maybe that will become a, a thing that will become part of our daily work lives or something. I, you know, why not? Anything to make a buck. I think that's the point of OnlyFans.com. Apparently. 
Uh, and speaking of anything to make a buck, hi, I'm Brian. Um, <laughs> I'm a sound designer based in Southern California. Uh, and yeah, that's about all I got right now. Um, so yeah, so uh, like I said before, we are doing Ringside this week. It is a crime book involving the world of wrestling. Is that a fair uh, assessment of this book? Yes, it is. In fact, if you look on the, the back of the trade, it's actually categorized as a crime book. Well, it then. Is. is that because there's not a comic book wrestling uh or sports ball? Sports ball. I don't know. That's a good question. Is there a sports ball category? I feel that would be a slimmer category in the genre world. You know, that's an interesting question. Novels. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know there is like a sports category for like literature and stuff like that, and for like books and you know things like that. So I mean, I don't know. Because question. if you have like new names for different genres or whatnot, you could almost have a uh, genre just called the Hobbit. For superhero books and other villains mm-hmm. because it seems like every time Batman catches a villain, he sends him to Arkham, but you can just call the whole story there and back again. Because <laughs> yeah. no matter what you're doing, he sends him to Arkham and they come back to him later on. Well, so I, the Rogue's yeah. Gallery can just be called The Hobbit. Well, there you go. This is very true, yes. Problem solved. They're going on an adventure! <laughs> That's, That's what right. Maya says when he's drunk. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Well, speaking of drunk, of course, for every book we do here, we have to have a drinking game. And now for sports. Listen up, sports fans. Prepare yourself and your liver for this week's drinking game. Remember, it's only a game and a dumb one at that. So don't take it too seriously. And above all else, please drink responsibly. My drinking game I'm going is called The Drinky Place. Uh, it's take a drink for every time there's a scene in a bar in this book that is more evil than you would expect it to be. Mr. Maya, what is your drinking game rule? Uh, my drinking game rule is called Inside Baseball. Uh, there's a lot of terms in professional wrestling. Some you may not recognize, some I'll give you right now. Um, but anytime you, you see a term you don't recognize or hear any one of the following, take a drink. Uh, face, heel, job, kayfabe, angle, mark, push, putting over, developmental, or just anything, any specific term you might not understand. Cool. Uh, Mr. Todd, what is your drinking game rule? Aye, aye, aye. That looks painful. <laughs> <laughs> so, anytime someone is getting the utter living shit beat out of them, have it be with a monkey wrench or other such implements, or there is blood being splayed across the panel, you should take a drink. Awesome. And uh, Or you take a look at someone's face with boils and bruises and whatnot. Mm-hmm. You should also take a drink. Okay. Uh, Mr. Yeah. Adam, which drinking game rule are you going to go tip for? I'm going to go with uh, the dude abides. Every okay. time someone says the word dude, take a drink. Dude. Do, you, do you want me to mention the last one as well? Because I, I have it written down. Uh, the other one I was going to do was uh, Lost in the Labyrinth. So anytime they mention the word mentor, take a drink. Minotaur or mentor? Minotaur. Minotaur. Oh, I think Minotaur. it said mentor, and I was like, I don't remember mentor being in it's there. It's like that symbiote. Time. Symbiote. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. Yeah, I like the dead silence that follows that. Yeah, that was... Thank you. Those are those weird things where it's always so awkward when I'm editing it. I'm like, do I leave the dead silence to let the joke just die, or do I just... Yes. No, no, hide? yeah, let it yeah, die, yes. let it just go flat and go, yeah. We thought that'd be on... Yeah, just let it die. Yeah, sometimes I trim them up. Sometimes they're, like... For those of you who are listening at home, sometimes there are some pretty epic dead silences after some Dude, jokes that fail. On some of these, it's like World of the War of the Worlds epic dead silence. Oh, yeah, completely. 
Yeah, no, like you're wandering through New York City and it's abandoned and there's no one around for miles. Where is everybody? Yeah. Where did everybody go? Arby's, yep. roast beef cell. They so, have the meats. I love that commercial. Do you remember that commercial? Which one? He's in like the middle of a downtown like New York City. It's all black and white. He's running up and down the streets going, where is everybody? Where did everybody go? Because it's blank. And there's like the second guy is the only one there. And he's like, Arby's, roast beef cell. And then the first guy's like, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> I do remember that, yeah. yeah. That's a good ad campaign, actually. I don't remember that commercial. That's a good ad. Yeah, it was. Nice. nice Yeah, well, of course. Uh, well, cool. So this is the time in which we do our votes as to whether or not it is worth your dear listeners' hard-earned time, money, and effort to go hunt this book down and give it a read. Uh, we will try to rapid-fire this as quickly as possible. Uh, Mr. Todd. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Adam. Yeah. What was that? What? Yeah. Okay. That sounded just like a bloop to me. Mm-hmm. It, was it, was, a... it was a yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um... I'm a... Okay. I liked it okay, but I'm not completely sold. And Mr. Uh, Maya. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Can you make it a little oh, more seductive for oh, me? Oh, oh, face. Oh, yes. There we go. That's what I'm looking for. That's exactly what we want. Okay, Mr. Maya, is there any forewarnings you feel like the readers need to have before they go into this book? Uh, no. I mean, it's a volume one. Everything you need to know is in the book. Just know that it's not a straight crime book and it's not a straight wrestling book. It's it's a bit you of both. You just need your thesauri for the jargon lingo. Yeah, which speaking of which, so this is titled Volume 1, Kayfabe. What is a kayfabe? So kayfabe is, oh, let's see, what's the best way to explain it here? Let me actually look up. It's like one of those things that I know what it is, but it's. There's always those things where those, those words where like you understand yeah. them in context, so, but it's like hard so, to describe like like to define them like what so, so yeah. is is when it refers to the portrayal of like events in wrestling as real okay even though we all know wrestling is you know staged or whatever like like for example if uh say me and todd we're having a feud on tv mm-hmm. beef uh if we were seen you know eating at cracker barrel together being buddies out in public we'd be breaking kayfabe Oh, gotcha. It's breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. Okay. Or destroying the illusion or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Okay. If you were to break kayfabe. So kayfabe is the illusion of reality. Pretty much. Where does that term come from? That's a good question. Hmm. Let me look it up on my good friend. Because they don't really do that with like sitcoms and whatnot. You know, like the actors and actresses. Well, yeah, because like that's, you know, because... Everyone knows that sitcoms and that kind of stuff is fake, and even though everyone should know wrestling is fake, you know, it gets the keeping up appearances. Staged. Staged. (laughs) It's a production. It is a show. Uh, I'm just on Wikipedia, and it says, Various sources have suggested different origins for the term kayfabe, but the actual origin is not known with certainty. One theory suggests it was derived from from a word manipulation of the term be fake, uh from Pig Latin mm. or through Pig Latin designed to conceal the true meaning. Another theory claims that it was, there's actually a wrestler named Kay Fabian who was mute. Uh, yeah, it's, there's no real, okay. it's one of those things that, that popped into existence and no, no one knows why. Uh, I blame the Mandela effect. All right. Well, it's also, I mean, like being in theater, like I know four different reasons why the green room is called the green room. So, you yeah. know what I mean? Like there's a but lot which of... one's the real one. Um, <laughs> they're all exactly, real. Exactly. They're all real. My yeah. As they need to be. I don't know. 
the real I have my own personal theories. I mean, but that's a totally different Or you go on stage. No, well, there, I've done a production where that was the case. Yes. See. Um, oh, you're looking green. Take care of it. Now go on stage and get her done. No, the one I think makes the most sense personally, I guess, I mean, this is really, this is definitely way inside baseball, is that they used to do theaters, they would do them out in public spaces, and so they would be in, on the public green, so the green space would be the space off to the side of the stage that the actors were waiting on before they came in, so when they ended up getting a theater and actually getting an indoor room, that became, you know, the green room, which is, makes sense. The other ones that are oftentimes revolve around... Um, the use of limelight and having a room painted a light shade of green to help your eyes adjust at the end of the day, but I don't totally buy that, to be honest with you. Um, like, I don't think that that's really the origin. So, like, I, but I think that the the having it be on the public green is the one that makes the most sense to me. But all right, yeah. On Wikipedia, I looked up green word green room, and it has like six or seven different possible sources. Yeah, no, there's a bunch. It's I just feel like that that one makes the most sense, and it has the, it's it's it goes far enough back that I think that that probably is you know like it's just it's a, it makes a logical sense like oh yeah you hang out on the green you know what I mean and then all of a sudden it's like oh well now we have a room for where the green used to be so now it's just the green room you know mm. that's that's my theory anyway makes sense. yeah so you know <laughs> there you go there's some useless shit for you. Um, so, so anyway okay so cool so uh we will take a little bit of a break um and allow you the opportunity to uh go ahead and read this book if you so desire if you don't just want to hear us spoil it well you've been warned we're going to spoil the shit out of this coming up uh and uh, we will see you on the flip side <sighs> <laughs> oh i should leave that in i hope i do <laughs> that nice re- like just <laughs> That relief of no longer having to talk for a minute. Isn't that how it goes? Yeah. If you have yet to read this week's book and would like to read it now, press pause. Go ahead. We'll wait. When you have kids, it's almost impossible to find time to catch up on all your geeky obsessions. Comic books, TV, movies, games. We get it. Geek Parenting Podcast understands your pain and we are here for you. We're geeky parents just like you and we come together once a week to talk about what it's like to raise your little geeklings while staying true to your fandoms. New episodes every week. Find Geek Parenting Podcast wherever you consume your podcasts. Follow us on social media at Geek Parenting Podcast. Sorry, Stefan. There is a panel at Comic-Con on uh, the, the spoiler effect of some kind of like, you know, why people get upset about spoilers and all that kind of stuff. It's kind of interesting. You know, it, and everyone has their own stance on this. I seem to be a little bit less um, in a smaller group on spoilers. Spoilers don't bother me one iota at all. For me, it depends on what it is. No, nope, I don't care. I mean, just much like, the thing of it is, at the end of the day, it's all about execution and watching how something's being done. The idea of, oh, I'm going to see something that I've never been able to see before at this point in my life, good luck. <clears throat> We've all seen, I mean, there's what, five basic stories in the whole world, but it's, yeah. I, I really like how that was executed. And if anything, if you're more informed before you go in, it's the greater appreciation of the well executed. If going, oh, you can't know anything just so you're distracted enough to going, oh, that was kind of cool, but you look back and think about it going, eh. I, I think this uh, fear of that weakens. I, I think this fear of spoilers masks weaker execution events. 
I mean, I, I understand that logic that if you um, if you are so hit, like you're <clears throat> hanging on by just what you know the surprise twist ending. I mean, it's an M Night Shyamalan problem. You know what I mean? Like, sure. if that's if that's the big thing, then that that hides you know potentially weak writing. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. But like in the case of like Sixth Sense, it sort of it rewrites that entire story for you. So like if you if you know that he's dead before you go into it, that sort of ruins it. You know what I mean? But but I don't think that's the norm. I think people get really upset by spoilers for stuff that doesn't really matter. The other thing I find is that, like, if people spoil something for me, chances are, unless I'm going to go see that movie next week, I'm going to forget what they told me anyway Aww. by the time I see it. You know what I mean? Because, like, like, I haven't... I've only watched the first season of um, Game of Thrones. At some yeah. point in time, I, I intend on going and watching it. A There's bunch of people movies... Have... Yeah, I mean, (laughs) but a bunch of people spoil shit for me, but like, I just don't remember all the things that people have said. You know what I mean? And the odds are I'll be watching the show and go, oh, yeah, I remember someone telling me about that. That's pretty much what's going to end up happening. Well, see, I think my thing is, you know, as I said, it depends on the movie. Because, you know, honestly, if I went into Infinity Wars knowing how it ended, that was kind of upsetting because that went to a different direction of where I thought it was going to go. Same thing with like Last Jedi and stuff. But for me, it's almost like I kind of like going in blind because as a musical theater guy, I'm going to see, you know, shows that I've got the soundtrack memorized you know when you go in you're waiting for that one song that you absolutely love you can kind of you're, you, you can kind of, kind of rush through it yeah you lose focus because you're waiting to get to that one big part you've been waiting for and I think if you like so let's say we you know you let's say the, the next Infinity War comes out and you know you know who's going to die you might spend too much time wondering how it's going to get there than placing yourself in the moment and being present for the story that's being told hmm. see I guess for me much like with Shakespeare, I, I much better appreciate great productions when I know can do it. Like Shakespeare is a bit of a trick, but I absolutely, and you even find this with students, if you prepare them and you read like Hamlet beforehand and you go see Hamlet, you can draw a whole lot more out of it because you're aware of what's coming up and going on. Or even the great Euripides and Sophocles and those things, everyone's kind of expected to know what's up. But I think there's a difference between reading like reading Shakespeare and then going to see a play performed, right? And someone being like, "Hey, guess what? Infinity War, Spider Man dies." Yeah, I don't. Here's the thing: in, in the Spider Man case, though, I think there's a slight difference between just saying that Spider Man dies and then describing the Peter Parker panic and the pleading to uh, Iron Man and all that sort of stuff. Like that, I feel like is more of a spoiler and that's more invasive. If you were to say Peter Parker dies, that wouldn't bother me as much as sitting there going, oh dude, it's this dramatic heart-wrenching scene that's really going to fuck you up. You know what I mean? Did you know that Tom Holland improvised that scene? I heard, I heard that recently. I didn't yeah. know it until recently, but yeah, I heard that. Sure. All right. he, yeah. Because he's yeah, an evil, evil bastard, apparently. That's how well, it goes. can't keep a secret, so. But yeah, but with me and spoilers, just I don't care. I, I bring it on. It doesn't really affect one way or the other. It's like spoiling the Meg. How do you spoil the Meg? It's big sharks. See, that's, that's one of those instances. Like, there I wouldn't no mind spoiling. spoilers for the Meg. Or people telling me what happens. But then, like, Infinity War, I wouldn't want anyone... Ask Adam. He got to see it two days before me, and I was, like, probably... He was probably like, this grumpy fuck? Like, anytime anyone would talk about it, I'm like, I don't want to hear it! Well, and I said something, I said something because our freaking friend Rebecca Frost went and saw it, mm-hmm. and so she was dying for there to be like a Captain Marvel cameo, and so we we're talking about how much that'd be important for. And just it was funny because on our group chat we have we mm-hmm. were home playing Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, and I was like, oh hey, guess what? We're playing as Captain Marvel in this. It had nothing to do at all with Infinity War or anything that happened in there. And I was like, you just fucking give me a spoiler? I'm like I'm <laughs> legit playing a video game. And she's like, Rebecca, guess what we're doing? But it was a spoiler. It was a minor. <laughs> but you didn't see her, so I didn't. Lie. <laughs> 
Yeah, but see, my brain puts stuff together like, why would Eddie be playing this character immediately after watching the movie? Like, I oh, went yeah, from honestly, this to this to this to this. It was honestly just because you had to play as her in yeah. one part of the game. It wasn't like, sure. I had nothing <laughs> to do. And I felt like it was just afterwards because it was honestly like I had no intentions of saying there was anything tied to the movie. Just like, hey, guess what we're doing? Because we were like gushing about Captain Marvel with her for like two hours earlier or so. Up next on the spoiler podcast. All right. Moving on. So, Mr. Wait, Myers, Bruce Willis was dead? The whole <laughs> time. I actually guessed the ending before I saw it. He was also dead in the movie Coffee. <laughs> so here's an interesting one that I never thought of, I never noticed, but a, a friend of mine had gone to see that movie with his wife, who was a costume designer, and she noticed he was wearing the same clothes or same combination of clothes the entire movie. So, like, it gave it away to her, and, and he's not wearing his wedding ring. Like, she looked at his costume and knew, like, immediately, like, oh, he's already dead. Because he's wearing the same clothes he died in, like, the whole time. Was one of those like, oh, okay. No, mine was just in college. I think it was freshman year. Everyone was like, oh my god, this movie's got the biggest twist in the world. You'll never guess what it is. I'm like, oh, he's dead, isn't he? Oh, have you seen yeah. it? Like, no. <laughs> so it goes. I did see the trailer for Glass, though, and that was a lot of fun. I still need to watch uh, Split. So I haven't seen that. I'll, I'll watch it with you. Oh, I oh, 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 oh. But guess what? I just noticed. I think it's on both. It's weird because it's both on Amazon and. Um, and Hulu. I didn't know. Did anybody else notice that this movie was on now? Hmm. Which one? No. Split? Mother. Oh, yeah. Hulu's What's on Hulu now? now? Yeah. Mother. It's on I Hulu. Know. And I think it's on Amazon Prime. I think it's on Hulu. When you log into Hulu, Mother is like on the splash page right there yep. at the beginning. So you see. I'd this. rather be in your splash zone. You know, <laughs> well, you every be moist. day of my life. I hate you all. <laughs> moist Actually, we were mother. playing. We were playing. Um, I think the intro music for Mr. Uh, Adam here in wrestling has to be Danzig. Mother. <laughs> Mother. No, we were, we were playing uh, Quiplash last night. It was me, Clark, uh, Sierra, or not from Brandon. And so I think it was like Clark or someone thought, well, there was like a moist hole or something like that. I'm like, a no, so it has to be Moist hole. Mother. So then Clark went up and changed his name to Moist Mother. I'm like, thanks. I love you so much. That's what he does. Okay, well, Mr. Moist Mother himself, Mr. Maya. Uh, actually, you're not Mr. Moist Mother, but Mr. Maya, since uh, you're the one who recommended this book, do you want to give us a, a quick rundown of the uh, plot in you know 30 seconds or less? Or yeah, so uh, the main character, Danny, uh, is returning from, from wrestling in Japan. Uh, he His ex-boyfriend, Teddy, who I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, has gotten himself into trouble, and uh, Danny is... The story is him trying to go through to figure out where Danny or where Teddy is and what to do to get him out of trouble. Okay. And mm-hmm. we don't really get a resolution at the end of this. We just basically get him kind of starting to get thrown into a yeah, world this, that this he's going to have to fuck some ship. Yeah, this is very much like part one of a story. This is like the first episode of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so. From what I looked at on uh, uh, Ringside, they put out the third trade. They haven't had an issue come out since April of this year. I don't know, because uh, it hasn't been coming out very consistently. I don't know if that third trade is the end of the story or not. I'm just, uh, I don't know. If, it, my, have you read that? or ha- I haven't. I'm behind. It had been coming out consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'll, was like, I'll look into it. Well, because, well, like, it, just going back to it, it was like... Um, it was consistent for a little while, and then it was ended up. It's like so. It was um, November, December, January, February, March, and then it went August, then September, then December, then it was March, May, August, October, 
November, then January, then April. So they haven't had anything out since April, but they've also been sort of slowing down. So I don't know if it's done or if and there's just the three trades or what. But there's 15 issues total so far. Uh, it, it is. It has ended. It has I just ended. Looked okay. it up. Yeah, it says it'll it'll end with issue 15, which will be the third trade. Okay. And so yeah. So then. So the whole series is currently out, and so you can, if you so desire, go out and finish off this whole book. Um, so, Mr. Maya, I know there's a lot of inside uh, terminology and things like that that play into this. You want to enlighten us as to some of the things we may have missed when we read this and not known all the. Yeah, here uh, let me let me go, let me go through my list here. Is this a list of general terms, or is this a list of terms you noticed in the book itself? Terms I noticed in the book. Okay. Uh, there may be a couple that aren't in there that I might have thought, but. Um... So the first two are, are heel and face. Uh, face is short for baby face, which means the good guy, the hero. Uh, heel is heels or vil- villains. Uh, job or doing the job means taking the loss. So like laying down for someone, getting pinned. Uh, kayfabe we talked about. Uh, angle, an angle is essentially a storyline. Oh, okay. Uh, so, if, mm-hmm. you know, I'm if I'm in an angle with Todd, that means we have a story going. Yeah, you do. Mark or Marks are, you know, fans that are way too into it or, you know, by, by the, the realism of it. You mean the ones we were saying next to last time we went out? Yeah. Sure. yeah. Fucking Marks. <laughs> uh, a push. So Mark is a negative term, then. It can be. It's, well, if you think about, of, like, in a con kind of, game, a Mark is who you're yeah, going after. That's exactly, that's exactly yeah. what it is. If you're trying to convince somebody of something, yeah. A push or giving someone a push means uh, essentially giving them a bigger spotlight. Like, say, if if I were, if if Todd's, you know, he's kind of doing smaller matches or kind of lower card matches, just you know, kind of show filler. If I give him a push into like a bigger story, that's it's essentially giving him a promotion just to to see how he how he handles if the crowd reacts. Uh, see if he's marketable uh developmental is essentially like their training uh, like a training system or like the equivalent of a farm league uh for like baseball uh but yeah putting someone over is can can have a couple of different meanings uh this out future brian yay future brian <laughs> uh, it's the act, act of making someone look good uh you know if we we go out there and if todd and i have a match mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm not really up to stuff, and, and, but it looks and, like I am. And Todd's, you know, I do whatever I can to make Todd look fantastic, even if he might not be. Uh, I'm putting him over. All right. So anything short of taking a dive? No. Is that no, sort just, of like, any, is something like putting any, it over any, the top? Is that what any, that anything that makes someone else to look look better? Okay. And so is that uh, is that from like putting someone over the top? Or is that sort of where that term comes from? Idea. I think so. That makes sense right there. I'm going to put you over the top. We're really going to sell this. Uh, so, Mr. Adam, as a fellow wrestling fan, how much of this rings true to oh, you? Oh, yeah. The whole time I was, you know, if I went, so <clears throat> one thing I should have said when we did our votes as far as yes or no was that if you go into this and you don't know jack shit about wrestling, you're probably going to, you know, need to go on your on your Google and pull up these terms. Um, And actually, there is a, if you go to Wikipedia, there is a Wikipedia page that is a list of professional wrestling terms. Yeah, and it's like <clears throat> their categories A, A through Z. So if you go in, you don't know anything. So if you didn't know face, heel, putting over, KD, you know, all that kind of fun stuff, you're going to be kind of confused. Kind of like if you go into a, a random DC book from like the 80s and you don't know who the fuck these people are, you know. Uh, but no, it's if you have that information, you go in, it was kind of fun because I didn't 
when it said ringside, for some reason, I thought it was a boxing one again. And so I didn't realize it was wrestling until I actually went and like started reading it. And it was kind of fun to go through and be like, oh, I know what this means. I was like, it was like Captain America was like, oh, I understand that reference. Mm-hmm. So if, if, you, if you have that basic understanding, it's a lot more fun to read. I think it would detract a bit if you had to stop every five seconds. It's like you're like when you're reading Shakespeare to be like, the fuck did you just say? To, right. To be fair though, <clears throat> as I was trying to keep pay attention to that as I read it, and the terms when they pop up, that's usually like a, two or three of them on one page, and then you don't have to look up another one for another. Like, right. It's just, it's intermittent enough to where if you didn't, it'd be like a different language if you didn't know what they yeah. were saying. But yeah, you, if you have that wrestling background, you'll definitely have a lot more fun with it. Um, and yeah, it, everything they said was right. I understood exactly what they were saying and doing the whole time. So, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well then, Todd, as a non-wrestling fan, what are your thoughts? So I love crime genre, and mm-hmm. um, that really is what's saying to me on this one. I mean, I enjoy wrestling. I've come over to Maya's place a few times here and there to watch some of it, but I don't necessarily seek it out on my own. So with that being said, it. You know, it wasn't that much of it. Yes, they had these terms, but context clues go in. You just go with it. You're fine. Mm-hmm. So, and the crime story is fun. I mean, I mean, what's great about crime? It's always, it's, you know, it's death, blood, sex, that sort of thing going on. You have there's people. There's a lot of blood in this book. And there's a lot <laughs> yeah. of blood in this book. So it's, um, it's just like heightened reality is what you're watching here. And it's just a specific thing of that. Yeah, there were terms that floated in every scene, though. And it seems those terms were used enough to get, like, the cred and the credence for the community that they were writing about. And it was doing a good job with that. But it balanced it out with those that say, hey, I like comic books. Let me read this. I may not be totally familiar with rings, with wrestling, but I was fine. So I enjoyed it. It went through. Could I have gotten more out of it if I had the um, dictionary of terms for maybe a bit, but... I don't really think it was that much in the way, but it was a pretty good crime story. So, also, I really enjoyed the fact that you know we, we had two gay characters in the book, and oh, yeah. their sexuality was just kind of so briefly mentioned and almost glossed over that it was it was an important part because the main character is trying to go find his ex boyfriend, mm-hmm. and then there's a one younger wrestler who who mentions like, oh, he's like my my significant other. He's like, who the fuck says that? He's like, um, my boyfriend. He's like, so you essentially had two gay relationships. Two gay relationships, yeah, mm-hmm. and. You know, and it was just, it was, because obviously, you know, wrestling is a very macho testosterone and, you know, in estrogen fueled sport. Uh, and isn't there like, which wrestler is out right now? I know there's one, is it in NXT? Maya would know this one. Uh, <clears throat> I know there's some retired ones. So currently in the, currently in WWE, uh, there's a wrestler named Sonya Deville. Mm-hmm. She's out. Um, there, there was a wrestler that used to work for WWE named Darren Young. Darren Young, uh, yeah. He was also out. But he's he's no longer with the company. Yeah, and we're just waiting for Finn Balor to come out. So you I think are, hoping I, is yes. the better term. Uh, but no, I what just, term? Hoping is what I think Adam is actually meaning to say. Nah. Uh, but no, it was just it was nice to actually have again. It's the perfect way of coming out. Like they did it back in the Star Wars novel where this guy just happened to mention this woman was like all pissed off because she's sitting on him, and he's like, "I'm not interested." And she's like, "Oh, you're just pissed off because I'm an alien." And she's like, "No, it's because you're a woman." And she's like. Oh, and then it was just never spoken of again. So. Yeah, and uh, like the Flash did it with the, the police captain. Mm-hmm. He was like, oh, my husband. And then like, it wasn't a big deal. He was just talking yeah. about Or like husband. Sulu in uh, Star Trek yeah. in Darkness, right. where it's just like, uh, oh, here's here's my baby, my husband, yay. And then they walk off. So I think that's, you know, it's a great way to be like, hey, you know, we LGBT people exist. They're part of your lives. And yep. they're just who they are. So 
Well, I actually, I think, I mean, from obviously it's not represent representative of me, but from some, from my perspective, I kind of like it that way because it's for people who I, there's a lot of people who are maybe slightly homophobic who are always like afraid of it being shoved down their throat. Quote, Which I always think is really That's funny. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's a hilarious term. It's a great phrase. I mean? But like, but the, but the, but I, I mean, I think the honest fact of it is, is just sitting there saying, this is what it is. And it, it plays in the story in this element of it. And other than that, we don't worry about it. You know what I mean? And I kind of, I, A, I think that's probably helpful for those people. For me, you know, I mean, we do a whole book of Pride yeah. Months every year. So, like, I'm not really too worried about it one way or the other. But um, it's kind of, I mean, I, it, from that perspective, it's, it is kind of nice. And like, it's also one of those things where it's like, I totally forgot that he's going after his boyfriend. Like, I was, I was like, oh, yeah, he is going after his boyfriend. Like, it doesn't. I, I don't really care that much. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, okay, well, whatever. You know I mean? It could be a girlfriend. It could be a boyfriend. It could be his dog and it'd be John wick. You right. know what I mean? Like it's the same thing. Um, you know, so Mr. Todd, what are your thoughts? You know, with this book, I haven't read other things. The author's written. What else has he written? Uh, the only thing I can think of off the top of my head is he did the, I think it only ran like nine issues, but he did the Morbius series for Marvel a couple of years ago. Yeah. I don't really read much Marvel. That'd be why. He did some Spider-Man. He did some Superman. He did some Batman. Oh, okay. He's done a bunch of like. He, he's worked on a lot of the big stuff. He, he's written a bunch oh, of right. stuff. I got here my copy there. of Spider-Man Four with the naughty bits in it. Yes, the mm-hmm. CES letter. Oh, yes, I, I, got, I got that one too, actually. So there you go. Go Ryan. So the book was um fine and enjoyable. You know the art. It's a little bit uh, blocky in style. It wasn't going for any kind of hyper realism. It's going definitely out of style. It's kind of like a. Magnola-esque type of a thing going on. Magnola or Oming who did you know, uh, the powers. powers. Right. Yeah. So Oming and Magnola, if you like those guys' art style, very much so you'll be right at home here in Ringside. And it worked well with the story. It's the um, the colors were good and did that. The Once again, the writing was fine. It was going, it was thoroughly enjoyable. Enjoyable. Durable. Durable. Thank you. That's what happens when I drink Maya's whiskey as well. So, <laughs> thank you. I enjoyed it. You're welcome. Love Absolutely. You. So, mm, smashing. It was fine. I enjoyed it. It was a good read. I'm not sure I'm going to read the next one. I guess is my review of what I was really thinking about it. But it's the um, the characters are there. I could identify with them. And yes, he was going after his boyfriend. And so, but we have this character that was going after their SO per se or XSO. And it's. Yeah, it was good. The motivations were laid out well. I was never going, why the fuck are they doing this? So I think that's a sign of success. Yeah, the one slight beef I have with the art is his friend who's in the wheelchair, whose name I'm not remembering off the top wheels. of my head. <laughs> it's always wheels. Wait, like the, the Burger King Kids Club. You know, wow. we the, the same spot. That's amazing. The Kroll Show. Did you any guys ever watch the no. Kroll Show? Uh, I see maybe one or two episodes. So it's a sketch show with Nick Kroll starring, and he's got one called Wheels Ontario is one of his reoccurring sketches, and it's like Degrassi is what it's making fun of, and there is totally a totally character named Wheels. Well, that's where the rapper Drake came from, and he was in yeah. a wheelchair. Yeah, he got shot up in a school shooting. Sure. Huh? So. I, I know this because Eddie knows this. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> no, but so the thing about it was with the art on that character, the first like issue that they were in, yeah. I thought it was a woman, and then I'm reading later and I'm going, oh wait, it's it's a guy. Like I was very confused. Like I was having a hard time telling, you know, it's if it was a female a or male character. Yeah. <laughs> so it was just 
I mean, the thing is, is that because potentially there's sexual tension one way or the other. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Maybe he's um, Huh? Maybe. And maybe he is. But like, but none of it was implied. But like, I could see in future episodes or future issues where that comes into play, depending on it one way or the other. But just one of those things where I was reading it, like, and like just the art style, I was like, oh wait, that character doesn't the, just it doesn't read as feminine or male i mean i guess one way or the other like it was just sort of like everything was a little bit similar so that was a little bit hard for me to do but that's like sort of one of my only uh major critiques about the art but yeah it is kind of blocky it is a little bit cartoony it's kind of like yeah. powerpuff girls style a little bit and there's some scenes in here that look like it's not powerpuff bad. girls drew like uh pulp fiction there's yeah. a couple scenes like inside bars and whatever i can keep expecting that you know Zed's dead to show up or something like that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Mr. Meyer, what are your thoughts? You know, I like wrestling and I like crime, so this this book kind of hit all the notes for me. Uh, as far as the you art, criminal, I am. Uh, as far as as far as the art goes, I agree one hundred percent with everything uh, you guys have said. Um, I did like uh, Danny's lack of fucks to be given (laughs) even though he everyone's like you know you're a wrestler like have you been in a real fight before Mm -hmm. and he's just like I'm I gotta save my I gotta save Teddy Mm -hmm. and uh, just proceeds to get the ever living shit beat out of him at every turn Mm -hmm. Uh, actually when when it gets to the end here and they bring Teddy out and you see that the the bad guy here had gotten him addicted again uh, to drugs and then basically used that to make him owe him money. Uh, I felt really bad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I want to see this asshole die. So I probably will be picking up the other two volumes. Sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, Especially with the way this book ends. And uh, it kind of reminded me of that scene in the fifth season of Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. When uh, the guy brings Walter the the gun that he buys the guns from before he goes and takes down the the evil gang, <clears throat> the cartel thing, the cartel, yeah. Sure. Uh, but that's that's kind of what the end of this book reminded me of when they're looking in the trunk of his car and he sees like all the guns. But uh, yeah, I like I kind of like the side story too of the the young up and comer guy, um, and and the the scene between him and the older guy who I can't, remember. I can't remember his name either though but he's like oh cool yeah they're putting me on tv and the older guys oh they're sending me down to developmental to teach like basically mm-hmm. he's super depressed because his his career is over right uh you know what's the saying those who can't do teach yeah careful and, with uh, that statement <laughs> hi amy <laughs> yeah no i i really enjoyed it Cool. Uh, Mr. Adam, what are your thoughts? No, I had a good time with it, too. I, I, I'm with uh, uh, Todd. I mean, the art was different. It wasn't really my style. I think it was well done and accomplished what it tried to do. But it, it wasn't my favorite part of the book. But definitely the writing was great. I mean, these characters are relatable. Uh, again, you know, it is always nice to see representation from my culture on there. Even if it, you know, and being done the right way, not to be the butt of a joke or be, you know, the obvious, like, hey, look what we're doing kind of thing. Uh, you know, it was. I love crime stories, and wrestling is dear, near and dear to my heart. So, this kind of squished everything together, um, and made something that was that was really enjoyable. Unlike the Happy Time Murders, which took everything I love and was <laughs> shitty. <clears throat> you know, Muppets, film noir, and raunchy comedies. Put those things together. It and should Melissa be McCarthy. Just, and Melissa McCarthy uh-huh. should just make me the happiest motherfucker alive. And no, 
So, but this one I managed to take all these disparate elements that you wouldn't think would go. I mean, wrestling with a crime story, like you wouldn't think that would work together. Uh, but it, it kind of dovetails nicely here. And I don't know when I'll go out and read the, what's going to happen next because I do want to see what's going to happen, we, but it's not. We don't, when I eventually get them. You when can, you get them, yeah. <laughs> I didn't like my other book and I already went out and bought it again. So, uh, thankfully, the first three issues are for free on Comixology. So you just bought one issue? Like one or two. Yeah, I was like four bucks. It wasn't bad. Uh, but it was. No, I really enjoyed it, and I'm, I had a good time reading it. It's a really fast read. I mean, you can tear through it in like half an hour. Um, and it, it's one that you don't have to stop and pay so much attention to detail yeah. that you're worried you're going to miss out. It's kind of like, you know, like a popcorn action flick. You can just go through, have fun, and then go about your day. Like, I could see this, and again, I don't know how, how it ends, but I could easily see this being made into like a movie or something. Mm-hmm. Sure. Or maybe like an HBO series. Yeah, like a yeah. one-season one series. One-season series, yeah. Because I think there's... Well, there's like, what, 15 issues? Yeah. In total? Sure. Netflix. This yeah, is I mean, Netflix I... thing. Companion to Glow. There you go. <laughs> Maybe this is the season three of Glow. Yeah, it's just getting there. So. Well, cool. Uh, does everybody have cocktails? I do. You do? Behold. Mr. Boom. We finally fulfill the second half of our Mr. title. Mr. And make with the fire Mr. water. Alcoholics Let's see. Let's go with uh, Mr. Todd. What is your cocktail? Um, I went with the classic. Uh, if you read this, you um, definitely know that um, Monkey Wrench plays a role. <laughs> and so I went with the classic Monkey Wrench cocktail. So, and this description here is quite nice, but it's um, so the Monkey Wrench is an adjustable wrench, sometimes referred to as a pipe wrench. It's also been called a Ford wrench because of its inclusion, blah, blah, blah or a coach wrench for use on the odd-sized nuts of a wagon wheels in the 18th century England. I thought you were talk- I thought you meant like uh, if a player on a sports team was playing awful, a coach would beat the shit out of him. With the monkey wrench, that's what with it is for. Wrench. So, but to make the said monkey wrench, what you need is a Collins glass. Um, you take one and a half ounces of light rum, four ounces of grapefruit juice, and you just pour it in the cup. There's no need to shake the shit out of it. We're not really stirring it. You're just adding one, then you add the other. Just put in a couple dashes of your Angostura bitters, and then you just garnish it with a maraschino cherry. You toss it in there, have some ice, and you serve it. And it's known as the monkey wrench. Hmm. Great fruit juice. It's a really good Foo Fighters song. It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Adam, what is your cocktail? So my drink is called the Arm Bar. What you do is you take uh, one of the small cans of Red Bull. uh, You pour that in a glass, and then in a shot glass, you add equal parts of vodka and amaretto, a splash of grenadine, a squirt of lemon juice, Squirt. Yeah, exactly. And you take the juice. <clears throat> that was that would sting. <laughs> that was earlier with Clark. Um, <laughs> then you take that shot glass and you drop it in the Red Bull and you chug it just like a Jaeger bomber. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah, so a little, a little bit different than I normally do. So, uh, Mr. Maya, what is yours? Uh, mine's called the Body Slam. Uh, it sounded interesting to me. Like, I don't know if I'd actually try it, but I, I kind of want to, but at the same time, I kind of don't. Well, it's Labor Day, so we can't get stuff anyways. Um, but it's a half ounce of cinnamon schnapps, half ounce of Jack Daniels, and a half ounce of tequila. Uh, mix it together in a glass of crushed ice and garnish with mint leaves. I was with you tell the tequila. So cinnamon, let's go whiskey. through this again. Cinnamon whiskey. Well, cinnamon like, schnapps. Schnapps, okay. Jack and tequila. <laughs> oh, if only y'all could see the look on Todd's <laughs> face right now. <laughs> that does not sound great. I'd have to try this though. Yeah. I think like, it would be the, the mint leaves. The mint leaves would be the, the saving grace. 
So I didn't know this, but we went to uh, Bar X where, during the Damage Hills Film Festival, and we yeah. got one of those craft drinks there. And most of the time when you go to a bar and you get like the mint, it's always like you know two or three mint sprigs and they muddle it. Sure. They had like full on mint sprigs, like right. you know, the little stick, and they would beat them against their arm to activate the mint. Oh, I've never cool. seen I'd never seen do it before, so I was like, that's really. I got the moment you know, from watching like you know Hell's Kitchen and shit, but like that's really cool because like you never, never actually had it in person. Yeah, because it's always been like you know squish squish squish, and then you get this little, like sad little mint <laughs> at the bottom of your fight 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 kiss 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 <laughs> pew 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 <laughs> yes. Pew, 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 pew. So says the bottle rocket. <laughs> That's you, sir. And uh, <laughs> what's your drink, Brian? My drink is a Ring My Bell. Uh, it is two ounces of tequila, one ounce of lemon juice, a half ounce of agave, three quarters ounce of uh, chili infused Saint Germain uh, bitters, bell pepper, cilantro, and Arapol chili. Uh, in a shaking glass, you muddle the bell pepper slices in the cilantro, add tequila, lemon juice, agave, and chili-infused St. Germain, uh, add ice and shake the shit out of it. Uh, strain mixture into a glass over ice and drop in a layer of bitters over the top and garnish with the chili. That sounds delicious um, and asquirts afterwards. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> delicious it sounds, it sounds like a Todd drink if ever I saw one, really. It really does. I mean, there's a lot of spiciness going on there, and it might be you know, when you put spiciness in with alcohol, it kind of, it is spicy and yet it isn't Yeah. at the same time, but you can get some of those flavors really coming through. But after the fact, I mean, let's talk about it. The asshole pucker. That sounds pretty cool. <laughs> you like the asshole pucker? You know, if it's done right. <laughs> I was definitely <laughs> So the real trick is, you know, when you're like eating something and you're going self, I need to put the toilet paper in the freezer ahead of time. you know you're having an experience later on and yeah i'm down for that at times or anytime you just go to cheesecake factory anytime anytime that one happens oh no i I don't have no problem there but last time i went there wrecked me and clark like three days really yeah actually my you were in um you were in california and he had to go in there especially and sanitize your bathroom (laughs) oh really yeah it was that bad you wouldn't let me in there yeah therapy sessions for the toilet afterwards exorcism Oh, okay. We had a young priest. We had an old priest and a young priest. So, Catholics wow. and the Mormons. Dum, 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 dum. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> well, does anyone have any thoughts uh, before they uh, before we go on to final grades? Or are you well, guys all good? I've said my point of view. Yeah. Yep, I'm good. Cool. Well, then let's jump into final grades. <laughs> Jamie, school is never a waste of time. Since we have 15 minutes until recess, please put down your pencils and stare at the front of the room. It's report card time. It's report card time. It's report card time. I'm so fucking fun. God, please, no! 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 Uh, for our writer, Mr. Joe Keatinge. Keatinge, yeah. Keatinge? Keatinge. Uh, what is your grade, Mr. Adam? I'm going to go with B B+. Like I said, the characters were very well realized. The story was interesting. Uh, I loved everything about it. The only reason why I'm docking it a tiny bit was, you know, even though it wasn't very, it was few and far between, it was often enough to where if you weren't at least understand the elementary basics of wrestling, you probably would have to go pause and look things up. Uh, which kind of detracts from the overall writing. But aside from that, it was it was done very, very well. Uh, Mr. Todd? Yeah, it's a B. 
Um, I enjoyed it. It came through. He didn't screw anything up. But I'm not sure I'm going to be running around recommending this. But I enjoyed it. It was fine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Maya. Uh, I'm also at a B plus. Um, I can't really say anything more that hasn't already been said. <laughs> you know, okay. with this book, so it, it's solid. So did you ever see um, Jason Statham's remake of The Mechanic? Mm-hmm. No. I liked that show, actually. I liked it. Yeah. It was fun. It was fun. It was fine. And people have seen it. It's like, oh, I enjoyed that. Did we really need the sequel? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like, like, part of my thing is, while I did really like it, it wasn't life changing. It's not, you know, going to be on a top ten must read list, but it, but it's a good solid book. So yeah, B, so and that's B, why I B give plus. it a B. Yeah, and that's right there where I give it a B. So yeah, yeah, and I'm right there with you as a B as well. Uh, for the art, for I think it's Nick Barber, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a few other names on there, but I think Nick Barber is the main writer, our main artist. Uh, what is your grade, Mr. Maya? Uh, I'm also going to stay with a B. Uh, it got the point across. Uh, he really knows how to do uh, bloody. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, um, maybe, actually, did I say B or B plus? You said B. Well, okay. Said B. I, was, I couldn't remember. Yeah, we'll keep it at B. Uh, like it was mentioned before, like the one character uh, was hard to tell. Gender. Gender. But... And it wasn't written as a character that should have been hard to tell. Exactly. Um, but by no means did I think it was awful. So yeah, B. Uh, Mr. Adam. I'm gonna go with the B minus. Like I said, this this was interesting art. Uh, as Maya said, it did bloody, it did violent very very well. It just wasn't really my style of art, and it wasn't anything that kind of jumped off the page of me. It got the job done, uh, and it carried the plot forward. But it wasn't anything that I'm gonna go back in a couple years and be like, oh, dude, come check out Ringside. It's got the greatest art in it. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Mr. Todd. See, and that's where it comes in as a C plus. It's um not quite a poor man's oming, but just about. It did the job, uh, but you know, with what Adam was saying there, I'm not telling anyone else. Like, so what'd you enjoy about this graphic novel? The graphic part of it was the um, weaker side of the two. So, yeah, C plus. Okay, and I'm gonna go with the C. It was serviceable, but in my opinion, not necessarily great. Uh, and for overall grade, um, we'll go with Mr. Adam. So I'm going to go just put the middle with a B. You know, it was it was a fun book. It was interesting. It was entertaining. Uh, but it was just, it was just there. You know, it was, I've read a lot of worse books. I've read a lot better books. Uh, it was definitely a, a step above mediocre to where it was actually enjoyable and good. But, you know, like I said, I'll, I'll read the rest of them when Maya picks them up. So. <laughs> Okay, speaking of which, Mr. Maya, what's your overall uh, It's also a B. You know, I'm, I'm more inclined to finish it knowing that there's only three trades. If it was something that was going to... I don't... Just based off this, I don't see how it could have been a story that would last more than that. But, you know, three trades, you have an Act 1, Act 2, Act 3. So, uh, it kind of keeps it simple. Um, but yeah, a B for this. Uh, you know, I gave the art a B, story a B. Uh, so, that's my overall... Cool. Um, and I'm going to go with uh, a B minus, mm-hmm. kind of the average between my two grades. Uh, Mr. Todd, what's your grade? You know, it's a C plus. Um, as it goes through here, it didn't do anything majorly wrong. It was fine. It didn't screw up, but it's just so lost in the middle of everything else. Okay. Uh, does anybody else have anything they want to add in before we move on? No, I think it's pretty good. So, I mean, so we are, I guess we are talking about this is sports month. And as a thing with sports, they're taking a look at the genre of pro wrestling. And I enjoyed it as it comes in. It is a change up from the traditional um, tight events. 
that we're so mm-hmm. often reading and whatnot. And so it does a good job there. It's um, it did keep its humanity to it, or the crustiness of humanity to it, actually. The crusty sock of humanity. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, with the crusty sock there, well and stiff, and walking around on its Clark own. Clark is a free elf. <laughs> Clark is a free elf. <laughs> My that, God, that, that's inside baseball. Adam wow. <laughs> So, but hey Maya, Simba. <laughs> I really don't want to know on that so one. Remember when you texted me to let you in the gate? Yes, I was in the shower because of a Simba. <laughs> thank you for telling me. You're welcome. No, no, no. Thank you for the telling king me. Has returned. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's burning my eyes. Yeepers. <laughs> That's our safe word. Deepers is deepers. It's an amalgam of yes and deeper. Oh, <laughs> so pro wrestling, folks. Deeper sports. You know, there's own waterworks going on over there. But that wasn't water. No, it wasn't. The um, with the sports, it fits firmly into the theme. Yeah, I guess going whatnot, and I did enjoy that aspect of it and changing up. And there does need to be more of this going on of this sort of thing so that i do encourage that and give it a read and let people know that there is so much room in graphic novels to tell the stories one wants to tell it should not be limited simply to the tights events so yeah that's it awesome well then let us actually before we do this uh todd do you want to tell us about next week's book mara um since uh, that's what we're going to be doing next week, and you're the one who read it before the rest of us did. I did. Want to give us a little heads up as to what we're going to encounter sure. next week? So it's written by Brian Wood of DMZ fame. He also did a big run on The Massive, and he did Northlanders, and one of my favorites called Starf. It's a volleyball player in the future who um, basically starts realizing and going through events of she's more than simply a Spartan volleyball player, and Akira-like shit ensues. <clears throat> So that'll be next week. That'll be the finishing off uh, the culmination of our sports ball month. Uh, who has a recommendation they're dying to get off their chest? I'll, I'll talk about the thing I was going to talk about. Uh, yeah. You know, you had mentioned uh, kind of what you were talking about just a second ago with the, mm-hmm. the big tights. And yeah. uh, made me think of, uh, you know, Marvel in, in the world of pro wrestling, Marvel and DC would be like WWE, whereas everything else would be like independent wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, this last weekend, uh, and you can catch this uh, uh, on the Fight TV app or their their website, fight.tv. Um, but Cody Rhodes, uh, who's the son of Dusty Rhodes, who's a, a legend, uh, and the Young Bucks put on probably the, not probably, they put on the biggest independent wrestling show in history. Uh, this was very big for a number of different reasons. Uh, it kind of changes, changes the game as far as non-WWE wrestling goes. Uh, I believe the the term thrown around was, while WWE is fantastic, they don't own pro wrestling. Um, It was a fantastic Mm. show, top to bottom, including, and this is where I'm going to tie it into comics, uh, and we'll watch this right after we're done recording here. Well, Todd will, and then I'll show Brian when he he comes to visit. Uh, Christopher Daniels, in his third wrestling match and first singles match, uh, the fallen angel Christopher Daniels took on Stephen Amell, uh, Arrow, mm. and and all I'll say is I'll I'll sum sum up the, the match with one one tweet I saw. 
because uh, normally, you know, you see a celebrity in a match and it's just kind of other people kind of carrying it. Uh, you know, the celebrity ends up pulling off some sort of bullshit and unbelievable win. Um, no, there was no no shenan- shenanigans. Uh, and the tweet I saw said, we weren't just watching an actor play a wrestler. We were watching a promising future professional wrestler. Uh, that's how good Stephen Amell was. He brought it. It was amazing. And uh, yeah. And, and and just to as, as a kind of troll against him, uh, Christopher Daniels, the guy who wrestled, who was a 25-year vet, uh, had a Hawkeye patch on his knee pad. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Because <laughs> I kind of fuck you. Uh, and speaking of Christopher <laughs> Daniels, um, we're talking about Bri- uh, talking to Brian when I when I visited him last week as we rec- uh, record this. Uh, he's currently. Whenever he's not on the road wrestling in the Waterworld stunt show at Universal Studios. Yeah, I have a friend who's in that stunt show. Uh, it's the guy, it's Hawk Todd, who I, I pointed out to yeah. you as well. Yeah, Hawk, I texted Hawk and I was like, hey, you know this guy? He's like, oh yeah, when he's not wrestling, he's here. So we verified that he's still on the show when he's not out on the road, but yeah. But yeah, uh, check out All In. Uh, if you if you like pro wrestling and want to try something different, it was... There, there were a couple of, of misses... Uh, but overall, it was one of the best wrestling shows I've seen top to bottom. Uh, Mr. Todd, do you have any recommendations? Yeah, I do. Um, so, reading around, I haven't actually read it yet, but I do have to say there's a new graphic novel out that came out somewhat recently called Sabrina. It is um, it's a very much a moment in time talking about a current political climate and a person going on. It's currently up for the Man Booker Prize. So it's the first graphic novel ever nominated for it. And it should, and it's um, so it's highly political after a major disaster and all the other shit going on right now, and it just dives head on into it. So the art's a bit similar to Fun Home, if you guys are familiar okay. with mm-hmm. that one. So it's not going to win any awards. I mean, this person's not going to go work for Marvel or DC anytime soon. But um, Sabrina. The name of the graphic novel up for the Man Booker Prize, and that alone should be a reason to check it out. So, uh, for the record, if you want a physical copy, Amazon is temporarily out of stock. Yeah, they are. It's getting yeah. So, but you can get it on Kindle and Comicsology if you don't want to wait or you just want a digital copy. My recommendation: I'll uh, throw this out there real fast. Uh, I started watching a anime on Amazon called One Punch Man. There's only 12 episodes out right now. There's supposed to be a second season coming out in the near future. It's really fun, kind of a, in a similar vein to like uh, uh, the comic book I Hate Fairyland. It has a a good sense of sort of like kind of poking fun at like superhero genre, uh, but it also has enough interesting things going on on its own that it still kind of continues on. It's a, a guy who... Uh, Decided to be a superhero, developed strength so much that he has no one really to combat with him. And he starts to kind of develops this ennui about, you know, not actually having any real challenges as far as his superheroing goes. Um, and uh, it's I, it's funny and it's kind of got a nice little interesting heart to it. Um, and I enjoyed the hell out of it. I've seen the first three episodes and really dug it. Um, I only assume the rest of it's really good. I also know there's a lot of people who really enjoy it. So I will recommend that. Uh, and Mr. Adam, what do you recommend? So there's a horror movie that was, that was premiered at Sundance. Uh, it was filmed fully here in Utah. It's called Hereditary. Uh, oh, that was filmed all in Utah? Yeah, it was all filmed in Utah. So mm-hmm. uh, I start with Tony Collette and Gabriel Byrne as mother and father. They have a teenage son and a little daughter who is like 12, 13. And 
uh, her, Tony Collette's mom passes away, and at her funeral, she's kind of like, eulog- the eulogy is like, hey, I didn't really know her that well. There's, you know, she has her secrets. Some weird stuff was going on. And as the movie plays out, um, a lot of weird things start happening in this family. And some of it might all be tied back into <clears throat> maybe some things that her mom was involved in. Uh, it is very much, and this is one of the creepiest movies I've ever seen. Hands down has some of the most intense and mesmerizing and, and I would say disgusting moments I've ever seen in a horror film. I was going to say, you don't creep easy either. Yeah, no, it's it, it's not like a jump scare type movie, but mm-hmm. it's definitely the atmosphere it sets. There's this constant like, wom, 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 like in the background when they're at their home. Uh, it hits every single note perfectly. We saw it with uh, your roommate, uh, your girlfriend, Sarah, yesterday. And she, at this one scene, she's like, no, fuck this movie. I'm done with this movie. But she, couldn't, she couldn't turn away. It, it's that <laughs> it's, good. It's unsettling. It's unsettling. And uh, you you can kind of guess where it's going to go as it plays out, but there's there's a couple scenes in that movie, especially at the end. There's a scene in, in I won't say where it is, but uh, yeah, it's it's gross. So it's it's, yeah, it's really, it's really good, but it, it's it's a very, very well-made, one of the best horror films I've seen in years. Okay. Uh, well, so that'll do it for this week. Obviously, next week, uh, please join us for uh, Mara or Mara, depending on how we fight over the pronunciation of that, um, to finish up our sports ball month. And then uh, oh. I think I think next week we also uh, – I know we revealed uh, all the five books we are doing for Halloween month. Mm-hmm. Um, and excited. we have some fun books there. And, uh, yeah. Has anybody got anything else? Nope, I think we're good. good. Cool. Awesome. Thanks for listening, and uh, we will see you next time. Bye. 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 Thank you for joining us for this week's episode. This band of knuckleheads will be back next week with a new episode. Until then, you can find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr as Funny Books and Firewater. And on Twitter as at FirewaterCast. Go to FunnyBooksAndFirewater.com for the most up-to-date information. As well as cocktail recipes from this and past episodes. Thank you for joining us. And until next week, support your local comic shop. Tip your bartender well. And stay hydrated.